truth will set you free. But first, it will really tick you off. Welcome back to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' well-appointed basement with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate in your cabin in the woods. Carlos Kajina is our technical producer. Ryan White is our live stream producer. And again, check out my YouTube channel, Strange Planet, and my Rumble channel, Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Writer-translator John E. Graham stays with us to discuss the history of the Bavarian Illuminati, their grades, rituals, ceremonies, and fundamental philosophies. The Bavarian Order of the Illuminati is the most celebrated secret society in the world. Though officially lasting only 11 years, the powerful spell and shadow cast by the Illuminati still looms in the present day. I mean, witness, you know, two centuries on, and we're, we're still pouring over Super Bowl ads uh, looking for Illuminati uh, symbols. And, uh, you know, the, the, the list of cultural references. Let me ask you, John, in terms of these cultural references, it's been speculated that Mary Shelley, the author of uh, Frankenstein, was really, because Victor Frankenstein, uh, that, you know, was in Ingolstadt, that's where the, the Illuminati met for the first time in Ingolstadt, that somehow Frankenstein was a metaphor. You know, this monster that was created, the Illuminati created by Adam Weishaupt, it was a, it was a monster that got out of control. Uh, and that's what Mary Shelley was was alluding to, or that was a metaphor. What are your thoughts? Hmm. I've never heard that, but no, that's interesting. And I would say that there's probably, that could well be true, knowing her engagement with uh, political and cultural matters of that time. Right. Um, I think her husband, Percy Shelley, something actually Percy Shelley may have written of Frankenstein. I don't know. That's So I don't think... Percy needed to write it for but, right. No, she was know, a, she was a, a tremendous talent. Poet, but that's uh, the, the theory because he was a he was a he was apparently a a, 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 tr- a fascinated with the Illuminati and possibly a member. Is there any evidence to suggest Percy Shelley was an Illuminist? Nothing that it was in the records that for SDA consulted. It was pretty much a German. You know, the closest is that one of the early members because they all took on names of uh, figures that they admired and. Uh, one of the first members, his name was uh, Steger, named himself Shaftesbury, who was a, now he's a forgotten philosopher, but at the time he was a member of a Neoplatonic philosophical organization in England in the late 17th century, early 18th century. And uh, did the Illuminati become, I don't know, the bogeyman in, in, let's say, gothic literature, like in the same way that, you know, Ian Fleming used Spectre in, in his James Bond novels. Is there any evidence that, 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 that the Illuminati became kind of that, that the villain in all of these point, uh, pot boilers? Oh, yeah. No, I think that's, that's pretty accurate. And it started with uh, writers like, you know, Baruel, who I've mentioned, but also uh, John Robinson, who is... Uh, a professor of natural philosophy at Edinburgh. He wrote a book. Let me see. I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, here it is. Proofs of a conspiracy against all the religions and governments of Europe carried on in the secret meetings of Freemasons, Illuminati, and reading societies. There you go. 
I think he might yeah, have even been mentioned, or the Illuminati may have been mentioned in Tolstoy's War and Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, where were the other cells? We, you mentioned, uh, we mentioned, you know, Bavaria and and uh, did they get as far as Russia? Speaking of Tolstoy, were there, was there yeah, an Illuminati to, cell in uh, Russia? If they did, it it's wasn't in the papers this author consulted. Uh, but they were in Austria, which was also um, one of the arguments against them, because there was a, a lot of tension between Prussia and Austria at that time. And one of the arguments that was used against the Illuminati when the Bavarian elector was cracking down on that they were secret agents for the Habsburgs, and that they were secretly trying to destroy his uh, government on behalf of the Austrians. Well, were they ever, ever, uh, were any Illuminati members ever charged with things like sedition or treason or trying to incite revolution? Well, most, most, more, uh, you know, there were laws against uh, ideas at that time, so they they weren't. None of them really got hammered. I mean, if Weishaupt had been arrested, they probably would have gone further. But when you look at the uh, in the chapter on the end of the order, it goes through what they what they had to deal with, and mostly they were drummed out of their professions and maybe held in the dungeon for a while during their trial, but then released on a promise to abandon all uh, contact with their former Illuminati members, brothers. And and the the rumor that the Illuminati somehow informed the French Revolution... Is there any evidence of that? Well, there were certain people, like uh, um, uh, a man named Bode, who tried to resurrect the Illuminati order after Weishaupt went into exile in Gotha, and you know, and he was Weishaupt was just was depicted as embittered and totally uninterested in trying to resurrect the society, and Bode took it upon himself to try to do it and had his own uh, mishaps. But he's supposed to have met with some French uh, intellectuals, I think Mirabeau was one, that had some sort of influence at the beginning of the French Revolution. But I don't think there's any evidence that says that an Illuminati member was corresponding with Robespierre or anything. When you when you listen to the ambitions of Weishaupt and, and the Illuminati and things like absolute equality and um, uh, you get the sense that, th- that there was you know a certain aspect of communal living and and uh, uh, the distribution of goods would be sort of in a, done in a communal. A communal sense. It does sound familiar. It does sound like communism. What are your thoughts? Well, 
Yeah, I'm sure that, that the, uh, I mean, the ideas that Karl Marx codified into communism were lurking around in Europe, you know, well before he wrote them down. And there were other uh, revolutionary figures like Proudhon and people like that. But, you know, the the language that Weishaupt used was the language of morality. I mean, he was like, and even though he was accused of using that as uh, a disguise for his more disagreeable ambitions, uh, his basic thing is to render men wise and virtuous. That was like the mission statement of the Illuminati at its founding and why the reading societies I mean you're you know the context of the time which is so different from our own that there are forces that wouldn't mind going back there if I judging from the book banning craze that's going on but you know at the time and when Weishaupt was professor. He almost lost his position for bringing in books that were on the uh, banned list. So there's a certain courage in in Weishaupt to advance his ideas, the ideas he believed in. All right, let's go to the uh, live chat questions. Uh, Thinker asks, well, this is presuming that they're still around. How are the Illuminati doing? How is their plan progressing? What what were the what were their goals or their plan? Well, we sort of mentioned that off the top, but uh, I guess the question here is: Are they? Is there a possibility that they the Illuminati is still a thing? Are they still trying to work their plan? Well, there is there is uh, groups that call themselves Illuminati. I don't know if. I don't think there's a unbroken connection between the group in Germany and 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 the organizations today that are I don't know how how developed they are I don't know if they have the the grade systems I mean it's a it's a fairly complex secret society so uh running that is almost as takes almost as much time as it would be to pull the puppet strings of officials and you know elected officials and so on well there's i guess the obvious um connection people would make between the illuminati and let's say the world economic forum which is very de rigueur today people suggesting that klaus schwab uh who has you know acknowledged that that he's very proud of the fact that his that he has infiltrated a lot of the cabinets of the Western democracies, uh, our deputy prime minister here in Canada, Christia Freeland, is on mm-hmm. the board of directors of the World Economic Forum. And, of course, we're familiar with the uh, the slogan, you will own nothing and be happy, um, and the Great Reset and build back better and all of these things. What do, what do you make of that that attempt to uh, equate well, the, yeah, the, the goals of the Illuminati and the World Economic Forum? Well, the ideas of the Illuminati didn't die. The Illuminati as a group 
may have been suppressed, but the ideas they uh, espoused still found an echo in people that read them. I mean, uh, when Thomas Jefferson read some works by Weishaupt and he read Baruel's book, he thought he called Baruel a bedlamite, which is, you know, a lunatic. Because he thought Weishaupt's ideas were meritorious. He thought they had, they, they dovetailed with his own in many ways. But, you know, the, I think I said earlier, I think that the Illuminati as a secret society is a template. And while there may not be any direct connection between Spartacus and Cato and Philo with a new group calling themselves the Illuminati, they still, their ideas, their philosophy still has legs. Uh, and then, you know, that, and it's not just the people who don't have power that would be drawn to the Illuminati, it's the people that are in power, like the World Economic Forum. I mean, right, I could see right. them taking these ideas and turning them to their own advantage. Well, I've, I've, I've heard or read that, you know, that the, the type of influencers and opinion makers that Weishaupt was trying to recruit, they weren't the, um, the have-nots, certainly, the people with nothing. They weren't the, the have-alls, the people that had everything, like the, the uber, uber elite. Uh, they were more like the have-sums. In other words, maybe they they were recruiting people that had, you know, they had some, they didn't have everything, so they had a little bit of, they had a lot of ambition and maybe even some resentment. Sort of the people that typically are in the driver's seat, you know, during most revolutions. What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, they had, they had two uh, uh, demands on... People, most of the people that became members, they expected to pursue a trade that would benefit the order uh, financially and help its reputation. But they also, uh, if if you're rich and you could just pay, then you wouldn't have to do anything, any work, to better the order because your financial contributions were enough. So there was Let's a, see. in Weishaupt's correspondence with his lieutenants, he's always, you know, if they mention someone as being wealthy, he's always directing them to offering them a different deal than what uh, the average Illuminati member would be offered. Uh, back to the live stream chat, Sierra One asks, uh, who was Charles, is it Jolie? Does that name sound familiar? Who's that? Charles oh. Jolie, or Jolie, J-O-L-Y. Huh. Doesn't sound familiar. I'm not sure if he has the, the name right or she has the name right. Charles, Charles, no, that's not a jo name. That... All right. Um, show me the truth, 74. 
th- well, he says, is there really a Bavarian grove? I think he means Bohemian grove. This is sort of the uh, the playground of the uh, supposed, oh, yeah, the you know, Bohemian modern day Illumina- is, Illuminati and Bohemian grove. Yeah, real. it exists in, like in Northern California. It's, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's a, a gathering of uh, people with power and, you know, helping each other out. The network of very rich and powerful individuals. Now they have as their symbol at the Bohemian Grove, they have an owl. I'm not sure if it's the owl of Minerva or if it's another symbol. Um, are you? Do you know if it is Minerva or? I think it is Minerva because I think they too have a, you know, profess to be guided by the quest for wisdom. All right. We'll uh, throw out the phone numbers again. Questions or comments? 416-360-0740. 416-360-0740. And toll-free from just about anywhere, 866-744-740. 866-744-740. What do you think Adam Weishaupt would make with um, our fascination today with the Illuminati? I mentioned, you know, a Super Bowl ad and we're we're looking for Illuminati signs or at the American Music Awards and somebody flashes some some occult symbol and, oh, they're, you know, they're in the Illuminati. Or uh, Madonna had that huge hit about the Illuminati in 1985. What would mm-hmm. Adam Weishaupt think of our preoccupation with that today? Well, that's a... Fascinating question. I think after he got over the shock, he'd probably start looking for ways to capitalize on it and start pulling strings to to uh, provide a to create a, a new version of the order. I mean that the, the world is so different. You know, it's 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 hard to hard for us to fathom how they thought and it's hard to imagine what they would have thought of us it would have been easier for him to recruit would it not with the uh, in the digital age the internet and so oh, forth yeah. i mean just uh i mean they he was able to get you know hundreds and hundreds of members all over Germany in, you know, 11 years is a relatively short span of time. Did they have, um, did they have to, 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 to swear secret oaths and did they have secret handshakes and, and, uh, secret symbols and so forth so that members would recognize each other without revealing their identity? Yeah, you weren't, you were only, uh, you were not supposed to reveal your, a membership in a society to anybody but someone that you knew to be a brother and then uh people in the higher grades you might not even know were members because it would be up to them to d- disclose their identity to you or not depending what your position was but the disclosing of the identity would usually be prelude to a rise to a higher level of the person that they revealed themselves to and if you did reveal your identity, was there a penalty? 
Well, I don't think it would be pleasant, but uh, there doesn't seem to have been any serious things. There are members that were basically abandoned and you know there was a procedure for uh going over to their house and and getting all their papers and anything incriminating whatsoever so no threat of disembowelment or anything like that no not that i've i've seen not that i translated all right, we'll uh, take another time out. John E. Graham stays with us, the translator of René Laforestier's 1915 work, The Bavarian Illuminati, The Rise and Fall of the World's Most Secret Society. Back with more of our conversation and your questions right after these. Have you subscribed to my newsletter yet? It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. Just go to my website, strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca. And then click on subscribe. All I need is your email address, and that's it. Then, once a month, you'll receive my newsletter, Inner Sanctum, in your email inbox. The Inner Sanctum contains a monthly brief, a column of my analysis of the news and opinions. There's a This Month in UFO or Conspiracy History, a look ahead to an upcoming episode of this radio program, a book club, my podcast pick of the month, a spotlight on a previous guest, and much more. Join the Strange Planet community by signing up for your free subscription to Inner Sanctum. Again, go to strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca, and click on subscribe. It's a strange planet. Read all about it. I call it the miracle molecule, carbon-60 or C60 from my good friends at Evo C60. I take a tablespoon every morning. It delivers more than 172 times the power of vitamin C. C60 is a known antiviral, antioxidant, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, and it's a remedy that works. C60 Evo can slow down the aging process by reducing cellular damage. C60 Evo users consistently enjoy better sleep and wake up feeling refreshed. I sleep like a baby. I have no aches or pains. Zero. I'm 58 and I don't have a gray hair on my head. And I have boundless energy. Get your miracle molecule in a bottle. C60 from c60evo.com slash Richard hyphen Serrett. Use the coupon code EVRS at checkout and save 10%. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you have a medical... Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the fasten seatbelt sign. We're now crossing a zone of turbulence. Please return your seats and food trays to their upright position and make sure your carry-on luggage is safely stowed. You're about to leave everything you know behind. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Strange Planet. We're back with John E. Graham, translator of René Laforestier's 1915 work, The Bavarian Illuminati, the rise and fall of the world's most secret society and now available for the first time ever in English. How do we get a copy and how do we get this? This is a huge book. How do you get this shipped? <laughs> well, I, the book is uh, available uh, online at uh, brick and mortar stores. Uh, it's 
probably you could also order from Inner Traditions directly. We have our own uh, uh, bookshop, mail mail order shop for all our books, and we usually uh, give discounts. In fact, if you be, if you sign up for our mailing list, I think you get a twenty five or forty percent discount. I'm not quite sure, but. So the first order, your first order after you sign up, you get a hefty discount. So, right, I always yeah, recommend I mean, it's, that. It's a, let's face it; it's an expensive book, but this is you know, it's like nine hundred pages. This is the kind of book, you know, would be the uh, the foundation of a, of a library for for people that are interested in in these things and the occult and secret societies. I mean, this is really this is like you know the Bible for uh, uh, with a small b for for. Um, that type of, um, you know, in that arena. Um, yeah, really. Numerology. When when we talk about the Illuminati in modern times and people are looking for, you know, the fingerprints of the Illuminati uh, for their so-called handiwork, uh, they talk about, you know, how perhaps they, they pick specific dates to do certain things. Was Weishaupt... Um, was he int- interested in in numerology, and does that play any role in it? Uh, I can't see that he did, except on the insofar as it helped him to draw in members from more occult organizations. I mean, he and the Rose, the Rosicrucians and the Illuminati were bitter enemies in Germany, and. I and a lot of the other lodges too felt that the Illuminati were stealing their members. So there was a lot of bad blood because Weishaupt would use his knowledge of their societies and say that the Illuminati has a perfected version of these truths that they could make them uh, readily available. Whereas in the other societies, people would be strung along for for years on promises. But, All right, let's go. Sorry, go ahead. Finish your thought there. No, I just I just don't see that. You know, he was especially attached to numerology. He was he was really a, a fighter. How so? But he was also a, a bookworm. You know. When you say he was a fighter, what do you mean by that? He was, you know, he was always ready. He he would never back down. I mean, when he did finally go to Gotha, it was like, you know, he would have been charged with infanticide, incest, uh, poisoning, sedition. And his sponsor, uh, the Duke of Saxe Gotha Altenburg, you know, resisted all the elector of Bavaria uh, pleas to extradite him so he could pay for his crimes. And he said, he's a perfectly eminent person that's performing valuable services for me. I have no reason to give him to you, and I don't believe any of this. And finally just said, you know, out of my esteem for you, I'm no longer going to reply to these requests. So they were; these were trumped-up charges. They tried to charge 
Was this uh, Carl Theodore of Bavaria that tried to charge Adam Weishaupt with infanticide? Yeah, apparently um, there was a really his when his wife died on his on her deathbed. She asked him to marry her sister, and he was not able to get permission from the church. He was kept angling for it, but uh, somehow, you know, in the three years that he was trying to do that, the sister, his sister-in-law, wife-to-be, became pregnant, which would have been, uh, would have rendered all his attempts to get a legally sanctioned wedding or marriage, you know, null and void. So, he he was instrumental in finding her an abortion, but somehow that that made that news made its way to the uh, authorities. So they just added that to the charges. To what extent did the Illuminati infiltrate the the, the, the local you know the court system, the magistrates, uh, and and what kind of influence did they have? Would so, for example, if a, a, a member of the order. Uh, was on trial for something. Could they likely get off because of this influence? Oh yeah. Um, well, they had the uh, you know the church, the, the educational system, but also the uh, when the Illuminati were exposed and they were demanding their critics to come out and identify themselves so they could respond to them and to their scurious charges. None of them would because they all said, well, your people are all through the courts. There's no way we could get a fair trial. Like, and if see, he had, they were in the Supreme Court, the criminal court, I think they had like eight, ten people, ten Illuminati just in the criminal court. Uh, civil court, they had five or six people. And so it was quite like a, in the in the Freemasons, you're not supposed to. Um, I'm not sure if this is apocryphal or not, but the you're supposed supposedly you swear an oath that you will never testify, or you 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 would you could lie in a court. Um, in order to protect a fellow Mason. So was, would that have been the same deal with the Illuminati if you were hauled before a court and you, it, let's say it was a, I don't know, you, you were a witness in a crime and the, the defendant was an Illuminati and you were Illuminati. You, could you, were you expected to lie, bear false yeah. witness or yeah, yeah. false testimony? Yeah, your your uh, obedience to the order uh, superseded obedience to the state. The order was the ultimate authority. Your superiors were the ultimate authority. It was that. That is unquestionably true. Even even in a let's say in a, in a uh, a murder trial. I would say so. I mean, just looking at Weishaupt's correspondence and how he could twist things around to show that the greater good was being served. Let's see here. Um, 
Hoffcast in the uh, YouTube live chat asking if you've seen the show Twin Peaks, John. There are a lot of Freemasonry and Illuminati imagery imagery in that show. Well, that's going back to the early 90s, Twin Peaks. Were you a fan? Uh, I've watched it a few times. I, I uh, Actually, I was living somewhere where I didn't have a TV, so I missed out on that. So I've been planning to check it out, but haven't gotten around to it. I mean, it looks so, like I like David Lynn, so. But, but when you see um, people finding Illuminati symbols in in uh, Super Bowl ads, like we were saying, or, I mean, how much of that is is fantasy and myth? In other words, it there's no real connection between these supposed you know, Illuminati symbols that they're seeing and the actual Bavarian Illuminati? I'd have to look at the ads and, and question, but, I mean, I, I think it's it's a remote possibility, but generally the, the symbols that you find there weren't created by the Illuminati. I mean, it's, as, as their organization and their uh, pseudonym show, they were they were basically trying to resurrect the enlightened state of ancient Greece in what was then, you know, the Holy Roman Empire, because pre-Germany. So, all right. The symbols this the symbols are, you know, DNA. They're the they're DNA of culture is symbols. So, they're going to keep coming up and coming up and coming up. And the thing about groups like the Illuminati or the Masons is that they're more adept at using symbols in a way to further their own goals than uh, the average person. All right. We'll take another time out, come back, get some more questions from our YouTube and Rumble live chats. My conversation with John Graham, translator of Rene LaForce-J's The Bavarian Illuminati. Back with more in a moment. You can become an official Patreon supporter of my work here at Strange Planet Productions by donating a monthly amount through patreon.com forward slash strange planet, patreon.com forward slash strange planet. There are several tiers to choose from. Pick which one is right for you, but any monthly amount is greatly appreciated. As a sign of my appreciation, you can have your name mentioned on air during my weekly radio show, or you could have your name included in a crawl on my YouTube channel live stream. You could also receive episodes of my old podcast, The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone. This critically acclaimed podcast, produced in partnership with Chris Jericho, is not currently available anywhere else. If you enjoy this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, you can really get behind me and my work by donating once a month at patreon.com forward slash strange planet, patreon.com forward slash strange planet. It's time to try the tea everyone's talking about. Nothing does what Life Change Tea does. They have no competition. Life Change Tea helps support a healthy body. It tastes great and leaves you feeling refreshed every day. I can't get enough of my pomegranate super tea. I brew two gallons at a time and let it steep in the fridge overnight, enough to last me the entire week. And every morning I have a 16 ounce glass of this amazing GMO non-caffeinated herbal tea. It keeps me regular by providing a gentle cleanse every day. 
I'm never gassy or bloated, and good health begins with a healthy gut. This pomegranate super tea is not available in any store. You need to go to getthetea.com. Go to getthetea.com. Use the code UNLIMITED, and all your orders ship for free. All of them. It's time to get your tea from getthetea.com. As you're staring up at the night sky, ever wonder who's staring back? You're listening to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Johnny Graham stays with us, award-winning translator, and uh, he has translated René Le Forestier's 1915 work, The Bavarian Illuminati, The Rise and Fall of the World's Most Secret Society, published by Inner Traditions. This idea that, you know, at the top, these, uh, the elites, the enlightened ones, like Adam Weishaupt and his generals, I suppose, that they were infallible. Uh, and there is this notion of the purity of the pure. In other words, because they're at the top and they are pure, uh, anything they do, you know, cannot be looked at as sin. It's almost like they get out of get a, a get out of jail card. I don't know to what extent that was true in the Alum, Illuminati. This idea of the purity of the pure. Uh, so the idea here then that that in some of these secret societies, when you had that purity of the pure, it was really almost kind of a cover for uh, like a sex cult. They could, you know, they were involved in all sorts of activities that they they weren't to be judged uh, for. Is there any any hint of that in the Illuminati at the, at the higher levels? Yeah, I mean, and you have to remember that members below wouldn't know who who were the secret chiefs, who were the the head of the order, except for a few figureheads. That you know anybody they met by chance could be someone from a higher grade. You know, so they sort of felt they had to be on their toes. But Weishaupt's own thing. I mean, a lot of the Illuminati members were addicted to some vice or another. But we know that because Weishaupt would write letters to them telling them to stop because it was distracting them from their duty to the uh, to the order. And he would shift responsibilities from those members that were too lackadaisical to those who he could trust. But ultimately, he could never find anyone that he trusted as much as himself. So I think the infallibility was something that he clung to. And by extension, the Aeropagus, would all be infallible to the if there was a conflict affecting members in the order. I, I was I was thinking of um, Benjamin Franklin, who belonged to I think it was called the Hellfire Club, mm-hmm. and uh, they were supposedly involved in all sorts of debauchery and and um, you know sexual activities and 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 just about everything you can imagine. You know, uh, so. Uh, did any of that type of behavior exist in the upper echelons of the Illuminati? There's no clear proof of it. Uh, You get allusions to certain things, but then a lot of that is colored by their enemies who tried to paint as black a picture as they could of the Illuminati. So... I mean, it's not like there's, uh, you know, sex magic or manuals of of that sort that Weishaupt alludes to. It's it's more on a philosophical plane. 
you think someone like Aleister Crowley would have been at home in the Illuminati? Would he have been welcomed as a member? Uh, he would have been welcomed as a member, but I would see him trying to oust Weishaupt and take over. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, I, I don't how, think that yeah. that Weishaupt would have been happy with him for long. What about some some uh, notable world leaders? Um, uh, let's say uh, Lenin, Castro. Um, would they have been at home in the Karl Marx? Would they all had been at home in the Illuminati? Maybe Lenin. Uh, he had a kind of. He was very manipulative. I mean, it was the philosophical ideals of Marx were reshaped by Lenin, which eventually led to Stalin. Um, you know, the, one of the first things he did after the revolution was that the Marxist idea of society was to have what they called Soviets, which would be the workers at the factories and the farmers at the farms would all be in charge of making the decisions about things that concerned their lives. And he thought that was too chaotic and put in the Politburo and dissolved the Soviets. So it became a very top-down bureaucracy, thanks to Lenin. But I can see that kind of uh, will to power would probably make the Illuminati, if it was effective, appealing to him. All right. We have uh, one more time out to go, and we'll be back. We'll get to uh, uh, Skip on the line from Connecticut and uh, Vic and Hofcast uh, uh, in uh, the live chat with your questions. Back with more of my conversation with John Graham, the Bavarian Illuminati. Stay with us. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridicule. Ridicule. Second, it is violently opposed. Third, it is accepted as self-evident. Self-evident. You're listening to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. All right, let's go to the phones. And uh, as I mentioned, we have Skip from Connecticut. Skip, you're on the line with John Graham. Go ahead. Yeah, hi, John. Uh, I want to ask two things. First of all, the... uh the manipulation of language when Orwell talked about it in uh, 1984, doublespeak, uh, did, was he aware of the Illuminati uh, when he brought that up? And my second thing would be with uh, Kubrick in Eyes Wide Shut, the use of the mask, uh, which supposedly was death to God. Uh, didn't the Illuminati put masks on high society women? Uh, I I haven't heard about the high society women in mass, but the uh, first question Orwell and uh, his use of uh, double speak and so forth was he familiar well, with the yeah, Illuminati? You know, uh, I I would believe that Orwell was probably familiar with with the Illuminati. Uh, just because of his own involvement with socialism all his life. 
Right. Okay. And so he was uh, been aware of all the earlier movements. Thanks for that, Skip. You mentioned Eyes Wide Shut, Stanley Kubrick's swan song. Uh, do you think Kubrick was, I mean, was he trying to represent the Illuminati with this this uh, the secretive group in the movie? Oh, yeah. Well, I think that, you know, any, any uh, person creating, using a secret society will turn to the Illuminati as like the archetype of all secret societies. Which uh, leads to the question of, you know, if they were, here they are, they're only around supposedly for like 11 years back in the, uh, the 1770s, you know, 260 years ago almost. How did that, how did the legend live on? Well, uh, they occur, they, they existed at, at, at a time of huge transition and, What they were preaching seemed to be at work in the French Revolution, which happened just a few years after uh, they were suppressed. So I would think that, you know, and as the the last part of this book shows, the the whole sixth part of the book is on all the various... uh, people that either promoted the existence of the Illuminati as the secret masterminds behind the French Revolution and similar activities, or tried to debunk it. And there's a lot of, you know, circumstantial evidence that the people would look at, such as Bode, Weishaupt's would-be successor, meeting with certain uh, French intellectuals that had a position early on in the revolution but nowhere is there any actual correspondence or anything i mean the the illuminati destroyed a lot of their archives themselves when the bavarian elector was starting to crack down uh there's the letters you know, the Hertel, the Hosenecker, and others, members were discussing how they had to destroy everything that might appear incriminating, and they realized that their attempt to convince the elector count that they were, you know, a benevolent organization and had no ill intent towards him or his rule. So do the Freemasons continue to resent this infiltration um, by the Illuminati because they have been forever linked, you know, as this secret society that is bent on taking over the world. Perhaps that's linked to the infiltration by the Illuminati. I mean, is there, do do you, do you believe that there's a great deal of resentment by modern day Freemasons because of the infiltration? I I think if they, if people that are aware of it would not look kindly on it, I know that at the time, the Illuminati, especially once they were revealed, were subject to attack from all sides. That all the other, you know, the strict observance, the Zinnendorf method, all these different, you know, French 
and English-inspired Masonic groups in Germany were all uh, attacking the Illuminati as being hostile to their order, a parasite, twisting their, their noble truths for personal gain and so forth. Hollywood often is linked to the Illuminati. I mentioned, you know, the uh, the, Amer- the um, American Music Awards or the Grammys and people are – the Oscars, people are always on the lookout for uh, celebrities flashing, you know, the all-seeing eye or the pyramid or, um, you know, any of these uh, supposed Illuminati uh, hand signs. Do you think that that is, is uh, a publicity stunt? Uh, on the part of these celebrities, like whether it's, I don't know, Jay-Z or Kanye West or Madonna, are they just playing on that? Or do you think that they genuinely believe in the the goals of the the Illuminati and they're trying to, I don't know, resurrect it? Mm. That's a good question. I really, I mean, my first instinct would say, well, it's just part of the, you know, their promotional effort to, you know, to promote themselves. But, uh, you know, a couple of ideas have really infiltrated society. They've been with us. I mean, they've never really left. Uh, you know, when you're studying this, you see that the occult revival in France wasn't so much a revival, it was just a little upsurge because Germany in the 18th century had the similar thing and you know, they go back to the uh, court of uh, the Emperor Rudolph in Prague, where John Dee and all those people congregated. You know, you see that there's always been a counter-narrative to the, the, the religious narrative that has governed us since the founding of Christianity. And, you know, actors and actresses are on the edge. They're more exposed to uh, these ideas than people that are accountants or whatnot. So, I mean, I don't know. I can't say personally. It's a speculation on my part, but I... I could see why people would think there might be a link. Uh, if you had to name one one thing in, in researching and translating this book that, that really surprised or shocked you, what would it be? Whew. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, I was actually just impressed at, you know, we're dealing with a, a time before psychology really became codified you know, 100 years before Freud and Jung and all of that. And this whole art of reading people, it's really pretty impressive. And, you know, to me, that was the real strength of the Illuminati, that he created this method to teach people to understand themselves and then to read their flaws and their strengths in other people so that they could draw them into their orbit. So, you know, it probably feeds right into, you know, more sophisticated levels of mind control or manipulation 
that you find on the internet today. You could probably trace it back to one of the the figures of the Enlightenment would have been someone like was it Frederick Anton Mesmer, a hypnotist. He came out of that Enlightenment period, which is about out of time. But was was Adam Weishaupt a student? Not, not a student, but was he a, a devotee, perhaps, of someone like Mesmer? I don't think so. I mean, he, what the impression you get of Weishaupt when you've read translating this book is that he was uh, a devotee of a lot of dead authors. You know, he was really uh, waging a one-man war that he knew he'd lose, so he created a society to allow the brilliant ideas of ancient Greece and Rome and other parts, you know, other pre-Christian societies to again triumph uh, after they'd been shoved into the shadows by Christian dogma and intolerance. John, we got to leave it right there. But uh, again, the Bavarian Illuminati, the rise and fall of the world's most secret society. Congratulations, 15 years in the making. Well, thank you so much, John. Oh, thank you. Nice talking to you. All right. Thanks, Ryan. And uh, Carlos, back next week with a brand new program. Hope you'll be along. Good night. If you're a fan of this radio program and the Strange Planet podcast, why not show it off by wearing Strange Planet apparel or drinking from a Strange Planet mug? Check out all the great Strange Planet merch in my Strange Planet shop. Just go to the website, strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca, and click on Shop in the menu. There's a huge selection of men's and women's t-shirts. You like crop circles or the Mayan calendar? Gotcha covered. Are you into the Anunnaki? Wait till you see these designs. My favorite right now, lions do not lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. And one of our best sellers right now, Truth Gets You Crucified on the front and a passage from Matthew chapter 23 on the back. So many great t-shirt designs, I don't know where to begin. There's women's leggings and tote bags and of course, mugs. Great gifts for family and friends who listen and love this show. My Strange Planet shop. Visit today and often. Just go to strangeplanet.ca.